The average person has 12 to 60,000 thoughts a day, and you might be surprised at what percentage of those thoughts, on average, are negative. This is a Healthier Michigan podcast, episode 152, and coming up, we discuss the impact positive self-talk can have on our overall well-being. Welcome to a Healthier Michigan podcast. It's a podcast that's dedicated to navigating how we can all improve our health and well-being through small, healthy habits we can start implementing right now. I'm your host, Chuck Gatica, and every other week we sit down with a certified expert and we discuss topics that cover nutrition, fitness, and a lot more. And on this episode, we're going in deep into positive self-talk and how it can reduce stress and improve resilience. With me today is Medical Director of Behavioral Health for Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan, Dr. Kristen Gregory. Good to see you again, Doctor. Good to see you again, Chuck. You've got such a myriad of experience. I know that you've worked with children and adults starting in Chicago and then moving to Detroit and practicing at Wayne State. So this is an interesting topic because we've had a previous episode that's dealt with some of this information, so it may sound interesting, but this is going to go into what a lot of us really deal with. For some of us, it's a passing thing. But according to the National Science Foundation, that's where we get these numbers. On average, a person has twelve to 60,000 thoughts a day. They're not all negative, but that's how many there are. See, I thought I had an empty head, but I've got it filled with something. And of those, 80% are negative, according to the National Science Foundation. So on this previous episode I mentioned, we discussed what's called negativity bias and how negative thoughts can often carry more weight in our minds than positive ones. And too often this pattern of self-talk that we develop is negative due in large part to experiences and uh, things that we've had happen to us throughout our lives. So frequent negative self-talk may lead to, we're told, decreased motivation, greater feelings of helplessness. So one of the questions is, doctor, is it possible to combat negative thoughts by changing our outlook to something more positive? It definitely is. You can switch the negative to a positive. I'm guilty, obviously, of, you know, the 80% negative thoughts. You can switch the gears. For example, instead of saying, I can't finish this before the deadline, or I can't get my computer to work to do this podcast, um, you might say something like, I'll do my best to finish on time, but I can only do the best I can, or I've figured out how to work Zencaster before, and I can again. <laughs> That's how we communicate with each other. <laughs> but you're here. I'm here. So it's working right? great. Yeah, right? See, there's the positive, right? So let's talk about this idea of, you know, we've heard about this our whole lives, PMA, positive mental attitude. So we can seriously just shift that because, you know, there are phrases, uh, one that I use on occasion, I really don't live in a negative world, but, you know, you'll hear people or I'll exclaim, oh, you know, it, there it goes again. Or, you know, you get two things that happen in a row and all of a sudden you think it's your whole day is going to be filled with problems. Not really the case, right? Yeah, exactly. So can we navigate this space in a positive way? And I guess one of the questions is going to be not just talking about positive attitude, but what is the physical and mental connection between that positive self-talk and reducing stress? How does that play out? So researchers are trying to continue to explore the effects of this positive thinking and optimism, but health benefits so far that we think positive thinking might provide include longer lifespan, 
decreased depression, decreased uh, levels of distress and pain, greater resistance to illness overall, uh, and that's by the stress-reducing properties, greater resistance to cancer, respiratory infections, better coping skills during hardship and times of stress, which we all could use. Well, and you know, I remember growing up, my mom and dad used to tell me, and I still tell our kids, you know, hang around with positive people because it will rub off. And I suspect there's a lot to that, right? I mean, if all you do is hang out either online or peruse stuff online or in person with negative Nellies, it's kind of a fait accompli, isn't it? That you're going to walk around maybe sometimes a little bit more glum than is reality. Am I off? Well, no, there's two parts to that though, too. And so what your inner dialogue is occurring, what you're saying to yourself as you're perusing through this can also affect it. So if you see something negative and you're like, oh, you know, my life's like that too, as opposed to looking at the positive and saying, you know, I have my health, I have a sense of competence, you know, whatever it might be to kind of combat that negative. But habits take at least 21 days to occur and begin to get cemented in. So it's something that requires practice and commitment. And you might say to yourself, I can do that. I can change my negative thoughts to positive thoughts. So that's one practical technique. What are others? What are other strategies that we can employ to incorporate this positive self-talk into our daily routine? So of that 80% that, you know, we get it to a tipping point where it's a lot less than that. We start walking around with a bit of a positive swagger instead. What else can we do? We can start by listening to our inner monologue and, and noticing, you know, is it mostly positive or is it mostly negative? And kind of questioning ourselves, what would your close friends or coworkers or significant other, would they talk to you in this way? Would they say negative things or positive things? And to focus on what thoughts seem to be recurring. And then think about that theme and why these thoughts might be coming up, as well as why these negative thoughts might be stopping you uh, from achieving your goals. And I suspect that if you, uh, you know, there's so many things that cross my mind that could be connected to this, right? That I guess you could even consider therapeutic in a way, gratefulness, right? You're saying, be grateful for the positive things that you have in your life. And I think for me, when I concentrate on those, it's hard for that other stuff to creep in. Yeah, exactly. So it's if the task is simple, you keep the self-talk simple. Just tell yourself, you know, you can do it. A lot of people face more than just this passing notion of a negative thought, right? There are challenges that people face when they're attempting to adopt this positive self-talk. What other challenges can you see and, and how can they be navigated? From a mental health standpoint, if this is a recurring theme for you, you know, you're trying to do some self-awareness evaluation. And to be honest, some of us are not good at self-evaluating, right? We meet people that, you know, they don't have a filter or they don't understand themselves. But if you can't get past that, what are some of the other challenges that you should be watching out for that can start to be little red flags in your life? You know, being able to reframe it and reframe the way we look at stressful situations or uh, difficulties and how we can approach them. And so going from this is too difficult to I can do this, it's, it seems like it should be a one-step process, but uh, it, it's not necessarily. So if it's a new or complex task, you can talk yourself through it. And I think that one of the struggles with that is we feel kind of silly 
right? We don't want people to think that we're talking to ourselves, but you can say, you know, I'm going to do this now and start doing it actively. And so there was a recent study that, you know, if you, and even if you look at the Super Bowl, so NFL players will do that. They'll use self-talk in the field and do it deliberately. And it's kind of like giving yourself a pep talk while you're warming up or on the bench or about to start a new half. Mm-hmm. You can talk to yourself in third person for uh, better emotional regulation too, which feels silly, but you know, you'd be like, Hey, Kristen, it's okay. You've got this, you know, as a compared to I've got this. And then it activates areas in your brain that are involved in self-control in a different fashion, and it can make it easier to regulate your emotions. So wait a minute, speaking to, hey, Chuck, everything's going to be okay today. Speaking in the third person is actually more therapeutic than just having positive thoughts. That's what you're saying? Yeah, it's, a, it's an illusion that you're talking to somebody else, right? So the advice that you would give your friend you're actually giving your friend, but you know, you should be friends with yourself first and foremost. And so kind of doing that trick can really help. And should that be spoken out loud? That's not just something internal in your mind. You're saying to literally speak it. Right. I mean, obviously you have to, um, you know, be in the correct place, but yeah, I mean, even if it's, you know, quietly, you know, to yourself or you could, you know, jot down notes, you could text yourself, Hey, you know, I know that today's a hard day, but, you know, I know that you can do this. You have this. You've done it before. That's interesting. You know, while there are all kinds of things we've talked about, you know, smartphones, uh, previous episodes, good news, bad news with, you know, how much we're on online, et cetera, on a phone. One of the great things about a phone and connectivity in a car is you can talk out loud to yourself and it no longer looks strange, right? Because nobody knows. Nobody knows if you're singing, if you're talking to yourself or you're connected to your spouse or your buddy, nobody knows anymore. So you can do that. There's a good place to do it, I guess. Yeah, exactly. You know, and if you think about, you know, as a person in your life that is particularly supportive, maybe it's the you know person that knows that you're, you have a big project due and they text you, you know, some, you know, words of advice or affirmations there's no reason why you can't give that to yourself. So, you know, what the support that your supportive friends um, and relationships give you, what's wrong with giving that to yourself and really changing those negative thoughts to positive ones. As an adjunct to that, does it help like the, like the game show that repeats a million times a day for us to phone a friend? Does that help that we really have a positive influence in our life that we know will be there, not just for advice, but whether it's viewed as a pep talk or not overtly, that it's somebody who literally can help us through that moment and give us the attaboy. Does that help? Yeah, definitely. You would want to reach out to somebody like that as opposed to, you know, somebody in your life who's a negative Nelly, you know, and is going to be, you know, saying, oh yeah, I can see why you're anxious because that just keys you up even more. Right. I had a family member in my life who suffered from rumination, right? This constant playing of a record that was negative. Just, you know, it it gets you stuck in the past in many ways. At least I saw it. I don't know if that's always the case. Maybe rumination can be what happened, you know, during your morning. But this was something from the past. When you feel, if you're self-aware enough to realize that, you know, this is a record that's playing again, where do we get to a point where that mental health challenge is not necessarily a self-fixing thing. How do we recognize that? 
We recognize that, you know, if we have symptoms that are significantly affecting our life and our well-being, such as, you know, if you have depression, uh, it would be for a two-week period feeling down, uh, feeling like you you can't do anything, you don't want to do anything, uh, as well as physical changes in your appetite, sleep, levels of irritability, um, you know, thoughts that, you know, life isn't worth living. Now, those are emergency signs that, you, you know, you need some, to get some professional help. So if we start to practice this idea of positive self-talk uh, and how it contributes to our overall mental health, I mentioned as we got into the intro, this idea of resilience. We hear that word even used in the corporate setting, right? It's something that employers even test prospective employees for. They want to know, are they resilient? Can they handle the stuff that's thrown at them and not just cave in? What's that relationship of positive self-talk and the idea of resilience in our ability to cope with stressors in our life? I think it gives you a sense that the coping skills that you have work so that you are able, right? You know, I'm able to get through this. You know, I know that uh, I can do this. And so that almost serves like a muscle uh, memory type uh, situation where in stressful or situations or situations of adversity, you have the muscle memory, which in this case would be those coping skills to successfully navigate through the situation. Uh, because you know that you do, you've done it before, you've told yourself, you know, that you are fully capable of doing that and navigating uh, through these, you know, trials and tribulations as well. So you've given us a lot of great stuff. And, you know, I'm encouraged. I, I've heard this before. Uh, we've probably in the past had an episode that we've talked about this idea of anything you practice, sure to me with piano lessons as an adult, it took way more than 21 weeks and then it still didn't work out. But if you practice- you can reframe it that you practiced <laughs> yeah. and oh. you tried, you know, to the best of your ability to learn piano and maybe you learn to read music in the meantime or get, gained a greater appreciation for musical talent overall. I love the way you frame that, doctor. I love it. At the end of six months, and, and I'll wrap my part up, I, I, when the saints come marching in is all I could play. And I thought, that's it. I mean, I learned how to fly an airplane. I can learn how to do things. It just, uh, it's a challenge. But anyway, I was- You can play that, one song. You can play one, one song. song. There, there's there the positive go. spin. Yeah. Right, right. There it is. So 21 days, that encourages me that we can, whether it's your lifestyle diet, whether it's positive thoughts, 21 days, just- put it in in the bank and say, I'm going to keep on going for three weeks and see if this thing sticks, right? Yep, exactly. Yeah. Well, what other takeaways can you give us as we wrap it up here? Just that this is a common challenge, right? I mean, if they're doing surveys, you know, and 80% of the thoughts are negative, you know, if you have negative thoughts, you are definitely not alone, Right. So I think that this is something that everybody can get benefit from and, and, we all need to work on so uh, we can better, you know, navigate stress and, and issues and not let those negative thoughts and negative bias carry more weight in our minds than the positive ones. 
Well, it's good to see you again. You too. Thanks for the advice. And I'm going to walk around today whistling at, well, the same tune, but you know, I'm, I'm 21 days of positive thought. I can play one song. So there you go. Yeah. And maybe you whistle that. Yeah. That'll be the tune that you whistle when you say that <laughs> yeah. you can do stuff. You'll be whistling when the saints come marching in, right? It'll just be stuck in my head forever now. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dr. Gregory, nice of you to be with us again today. Take good care. Thank you. You too. Uh, Dr. Kristen Gregory is Medical Director of Behavioral Health for Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. And we thank you for being with us. Thanks for listening to a Healthier Michigan podcast. It's brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. If you like the show, you want to know more, uh, we've got 151 other episodes you can check out. You can go to our newly refreshed website, ahealthiermichigan.org slash podcast. You can leave us reviews or ratings on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We've got a YouTube channel so you can get all the new episodes, old episodes on your smartphone or tablet. And be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. I'm Chuck Gatica. Be well.